Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career. Lauren and I have always had a significant bond. Friends, moms, and business owners that happen to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other. We huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today. We know there is huge curiosity surrounding these topics. And we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared. And we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of corrections. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you, we have no idea what we're doing. From uniforms to uniforms. Hi, Sharon. Hi, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you staying warm? Mm, kind of. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is pathetic. I'm done. I'm done with the coldness. It's been like three days. I know. Me too. Uh, we are so excited. We are here with Betty. Uh, we both worked with Betty at Edmonton Institution for Women, and we are so excited that she agreed to come on and talk to us today. Hi, Betty. Hey, hi, hi Betty. Hi, hi. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Thank you for being here. We appreciate yeah. it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. I didn't We're think I was that interesting. Have... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think you are. I think you are. We're excited to have you here. So, um, Lauren and I always talk about not truly knowing, like we were getting into corrections. Mm -hmm. We just sort of signed up for something. We didn't know what it was. So for you, what led you to corrections? Did you know what you were getting into? Uh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> not federally. So what led me to corrections was, um, I've, when I was, when, since I was young, I always had an idea of becoming a police officer. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So instead of going the academic route, because I'm not that good at schooling, sitting in class, I'm not, I'm, I'm a hands-on person. So I decided to get experience instead. So work experience. So I started off going to, um, becoming a, a, a security guard at the Royal Alexandra hospital. Oh, cool. I didn't so know I, that. Yeah. I did that for like a couple of years. That was very interesting. Of course. Um, just, yeah. With dealing with the merge of psychiatric patients, like literally hog time, not hog time, but tying people down to stretchers. Oh, wow. I remember taking and, our inmates. That's like, the yes. hospital we went to, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah, we took yeah, our inmates, like so. you know, some of the stuff that came in was just nutty, but it was, you know, it was a good experience. Um, and, uh, through a really good friend of mine from high school, she was kind of on the same route of, you know, and she's, she is an actual police officer now with DPS, very high ranking, and she's been doing great. Um, she, and then from there, she kind of, I kind of followed her. Yeah. <laughs> she And then she got a job at the Edmonton Remand. She's like, hey, why don't you come over here? You know, so I applied, got on to the Edmonton Remand. I was a wage staff for about a year. Uh, close to a year, and it, it was good. I actually enjoyed it there. Um, it was, you know, different than what I was doing before, but kind of in the same uh, realm, uh, doing security. Um, and good. then, yeah, and then uh, my dad came to me and said, Hey, I have an old friend who works at the Edmonton Max, and like my dad is a chef. So this was a chef friend of his who worked in the kitchen at the max. 
And they had bumped into each other, and his friend suggested that I should go apply to be an officer there. So I said, okay, why not? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I, so that's yeah, that's how I got into the federal system. So I applied for the feds, did all, you know, uh, jumping through the hoops. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and started and my at career. The, at the time, you had to do the physical as well to get yes. in. Yes. Yeah. So I, I did. You did that, and then you went. Was your training in uh, Saskatoon? The good old Park Town Hotel. The Pork Town. Yeah. The fancy Pork Town, <laughs> the infamous. Yeah, I, I was there in the winter. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like I've never, like living in Alberta, it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. But I never experienced the cold that's in Saskatchewan. Right, <laughs> and you're right on the river there, and like yeah. the cold coming off of that, yeah, it's cold. It's yeah, cool. when they met, when, yeah, when he said one day, like the wind chill was minus 60 something, and I'm like, I've never oh, heard of that. And yeah. all my life living in Alberta, <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah, I'm from the prairies. This is, you know, I can handle this. I'm like, what the heck is <laughs> going on in Saskatoon? Yeah, it was, it was crazy, <clears throat> crazy cold. And then like, you, from there, you went to the max. What year was that? So I, it, so I started in 2000 in core. I had graduated from core a day before my birthday in 2001. Uh, uh, yeah, 2001. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it was like, oh, happy birthday to me. I'm on the highway. <laughs> the next day. Betty likes then... to celebrate her birthday too. Like I, yeah, yeah. Betty likes to celebrate a good birthday. So, luckily for me, my birthday was the day before her. So I was like, I'll just jump in on Betty's party. <laughs> I usually go somewhere though. So I guess I was I, on the road. I wasn't home. Yeah. Well, yeah. Saskatoon point, is yeah. somewhere. Saskatoon is somewhere. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, I got, I, 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 yeah, I caught a ride back with uh, Claudia. I was I was in court with Claudia Gerba at the time. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, so, I remember her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We were yeah we were in court together. So yeah, that was good time. She was my court buddy. Um, nice. Yeah. So came back and then and then a couple of days later, I you know was walking through the gates at the Edmonton Max. What was that like? Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, I thought as I was, as I, I walked through and of course, you know, they're always like sizing you up, like the, the staff, you know, oh, who's this new rookie, right? Sizing me up and stuff. And being a female was also, and being, and being, you know, Asian was another thing was, you know, not something you see in corrections for mm -hmm. officers in, in this region. And you had actually uh, said so, you, they didn't have recruits for like five years. So this was like yeah. a big deal. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was yeah. like, I, yeah, there was a, there was only three of us that went. Oh wow. Yeah, from from court to the max, and they haven't. Yeah, and two of us were female, so that was a big thing too. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I remember walking past one control, and you know, and they shut the gates, right? The barriers closed. You know, you mm -hmm. hear the clank and click. And, yeah, and, yeah, and then I'm just like, and I'm walking, I'm like you know, it wasn't so bad at the remat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, what did I, I do? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, what did I get myself into? Like, oh, <laughs> uh, you know. But it was a, you know what? It was at, at when I was at the remand, I was, I was, I was getting full time hours, but I was only wage. So yeah, so no full, benefits, like, no. nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with with the feds, I'm like, okay, you know, here I am. I got a a full time jobs, job security, yeah. you know, benefits, pension. Cool. And, and then you that. came so, to EIFW when in 2004 
Okay. You so, came right before I came, I think. Yeah. Yes, one month. And I and I have this good story with you, Lauren. <laughs> but first I want to <laughs> know. <laughs> no, but before we start, I want to know what was your experience like at the Max? Because like everybody hears about the Edmonton Max and the climate mm -hmm. there. I want to know your experience in like, you know, two 20, 20 years ago as a Asian Ooh. female. I know. Yeah. Sorry, Betty. When I was only 18. Yeah. Yeah. When you were, <laughs> when you were 10 <laughs> as a, as a, you know, a yeah. female um, person of color, Asian, mm -hmm. you know, all those things. What was your experience like? Uh, it was tough at times. Um, but it's good thing. I, you know, I think part of my upbringing, um, made me kind of thick skin in a way. Yeah. And, and, and just having, you know, and, and plus my you know previous job experience and stuff, I was able to deal with certain types of people that, you know, prepared me for that. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I just somehow was able to get by those years. And just um, deal, deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with we're, it. We're it, was, talking... it was tough. We're talking like uh, harassment, like yeah, was there yeah. racism? All the above. All of oh, the yeah. above. Yeah, all yeah. the above. Like the sexual harassment was kind of, you know, not that many. Um, not that, gosh, not that many, but not that, yeah, not that many of the officers did that. It was only a couple of them that were just yeah. dicks. And, and they passed it off as a joke, right? But right. I've, uh, I don't know. You guys know me. I can have a, a bit of a sharp tongue. Yeah. I can hold my, and then, you know, I think I'm kind of quick with the comebacks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think right off the bat, the guys knew that, you to know, back I, off, right? Uh, not, yeah. To back, or, they knew I could hold my own. And, yeah. and so the, it, they do it to get a rise out of you. Yeah, That's what I found. Like it, I, it's, yeah, it's when the guys would come from the max, the mm -hmm. person that got a rise out of what they were saying, and this mm -hmm. is not saying, oh, all the guys from the max, like, yeah, I'm thinking of a couple in my head. Mm -hmm. The person they got the rise out of was the person they targeted a lot. Totally. More, right? oh, so it was like, uh, yeah. don't give them the satisfaction yeah. of, yeah. yeah, okay, great. Awesome. You think whatever, yeah, great. No, I'm going to go work now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think what, what really helped me was I remember one time, it was like in my first, I don't know, maybe my first uh, couple of rotations um, in, um, it was, you know, it was at the briefing, right? The whole squad is in one tiny little room and, and, and the keeper was giving us our, you know, daily briefing before shift. And one of the older guards um, said something to me me like like you know poking fun at me and i came back yeah. with a really witty comeback and and a lot of the guys laughed so yeah. in a way i kind of proved myself in front of everyone mm -hmm. and it was oh, that was a tough situation but you know thank god I, i've got a big mouth yeah <laughs> it comes in handy somewhere yeah right? and and you know what and they kind of went okay you know mm -hmm. she's she might be okay yeah kind of fits in and, and and you know she she gave it back right Mm -hmm. type of thing totally so, so that that kind of helped me in, in in a way good yeah and so then you came over to eifw 2004 yes hear your lauren story now oh my god if you can so, i don't even know what it is I'm it's good, it's good. so so here i am you know like you know you know coming from max you kind of get a reputation you know i oh here's a max garden and of course I, I at that time i carried myself very differently mm -hmm. 
I had that, I had that, uh, you know, to max. Yeah. Well, I, swag. I, I, I get, if you want to call it that, okay, I'll, keep, I'll, I'll take it. Um, so, you know, get it, getting trained on the post and I was down on the secure net and I'm like, cause you know, even at the max, I worked down in, in, in there, uh, in, in down in the hole or segregation. Right. So yeah. I, I was down there for a while too. So, so here I am down on the max unit learning the max and segregation. Um, because you know, EFW is all one little separate place. Um, and you know, I was asking about, you know, there's all the files and stuff. Right. And the person's trying to train me and explain to me, and here's Lawrence. I don't know what, cause you were working gen pop. You came down and then you're like, blah, blah, blah. This is how you do this. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Oh, okay. Thanks. Right. Like it makes sense to me. And then you're like, well, what do I know? I've only been here for a month. And I'm like, oh my god, what did what did I? Why this 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 isn't right? <laughs> I'm being, this chick is trying to fucking send me up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm being. I mean, everything you said was made sense. You sounded very confident and experienced. And then I thought, oh my gosh, she's only been here for a month, and she's a rookie with no prior experience. Yeah, and she's I, 22, right? Just, I, 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 she's she's 12. I yellow like yeah. fucking pants on and her and her running shoes that have yeah, probably bejeweled. I'm like, I'm like, dear, yeah. I'm like, dear Lord, Where this is going to be, you know, yeah. I'm We're like, all I'm fucked if this is that's Well, true. that's that was the training. Sometimes was the blind leading the fucking blind, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah. how long have you been in? You're like, uh, two months. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's well yeah. when I came, like, it was like, oh, great. Uh, like the core before me had come two months before. So and yeah. they were our like on the job training people. Yeah. And then I was the on the job training people for the next people that came through. Oh, that was yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, not my Betty, favorite. I felt I felt I needed to show you the ropes around that. <laughs> yeah. oh, but that was my favorite. You stand there from the sector. I don't know. I've only been here for a month. <laughs> like, okay. Great. Great. Well, I better I better yeah. double check this shit. Yeah. I'm just like blink blink. Yeah, well, I've been down, but I've been down here for 1985 yeah, hours in the true. last 30 days. So I shouldn't know what the hell i'm doing yeah. you've been in 10 incidences yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> pretty much i don't i'm not trained in hostage negotiations yet but i do know how to tr get out of a hostage negotiation right like it was like i because no one okay. here is trained but well we're gonna try it <laughs> we're gonna wing it right yeah so what was your experience like what did you think about coming over from the max and all the other experience coming to like you know, the women's prison, did you think we're all crazy or? Um. <laughs> See, here's the thing, Betty, most people I, we talk to leave a women's and go to a men's. So what's yeah. your experience of going from a men's to women's? It, yeah, it that's was, true. It, it was less stress. It was a, a bit yeah. of a, a, a side of relief. Um, um, because when I was at the max, there was very few females. Mm -hmm. and uh and rarely anyone close to my age right um so yeah it just it, it was just nice to be around more females versus men because i mean yeah the staff yeah like like the men there is like you know it takes a certain type of person 
to to work at the max and 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 or they become a certain type of person mm-hmm. and i was just done with that you know yeah. being being in that really aggressive stressful yeah. environment you know not only dealing with the staff dealing with the inmates right mm-hmm. you know like i like i'm watching my back at all angles um which is kind of, it's, it's sad to say right and then mm-hmm. and then having uh um crappy you know man you know the, the keepers the the, the correctional managers now that we call them um yeah they were they were you know abusive and 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 whatnot they were just you know Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, just being around more women was just, I guess, nice. Yeah. Because it, it really gives a different, t- it's, it's, it's a different feel, different type of environment. It's not as aggressive, um, in, in that sense. And I knew that if, you know, basically the shit hit the fan, I could carry my own, I, I could yeah. pull my own. That, that's I, I can go, you know, sure. go, going toe to toe with the, with an inmate versus, you know, a female inmate versus a male inmate. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I know I can, you know, do what I needed to do versus with, with the, you know, dealing with a male inmate. Um, you know, I'm not very tall. I'm only, you know, five, five. Um, and a lot of those inmates work out every day and they're huge and they're full of rage. And, yeah, you know, uh, they, they view me as different right you know mm-hmm. I, i've got other instead of being assaulted i've got other types of assault that i have to worry about and, right and, and the skill set's different right because we a lot of times yeah. the only thing that got us out was our mouths at eifw because mm-hmm. we didn't we weren't authorized to use anything to begin with yeah so, yeah. so we, it was yeah, like there was so the skills yeah. weren't didn't have to be physical for the mm-hmm. most part unless there was yeah. like a massive incident yeah. um but you felt confident in that ability as oh yeah female to yeah. female but male to male it's like okay yeah. I, I need to know i've got someone else has got my back here if mm-hmm. yeah. it goes sideways I, I mean i mean what's always there like you know i and I, i've been in situations where we've had you know i was part of you know w- with other officers dealing with an inmate and i knew they had my back Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the situation, but if I was ever caught alone, I was, you know, I would, I would fight with all my will. Mm-hmm. But I was at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. you know, going up against a male inmate. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, just being female, because <clears throat> I, you know, and and I see those guys work out all the time. Well, the majority of them do work out, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, they get steroids. Getting, you know, they they get steroids, uh, you know, brought in from mm-hmm. God knows where. And, and I've seen someone get all jacked up and it's, you know, and you know, you're not on the prison diet. You're not getting that muscular in that. Yeah. Show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, so I'm like, okay, you know, they got some other goods coming in, but you know, mm-hmm. and, and going to the women's freaking how many of them worked out. They're all so unhealthy and they, mm-hmm. and you know, they eat whatever they want and no, no one's cooking for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus versus at, a, at an immense institution, so I knew like seeing how they were that I yeah I could probably outlast them in a fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so they'll gas out. <laughs> yeah, right. And, I, and yeah. I've got additional training, so I can hold my own. So mm-hmm. it was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk. We'll talk about. We'll touch on that additional training. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you were a member of the emergency response team at the jail, yeah. and yes. what was that experience like for you there? For the most part, good. Yeah, I, I will say, um, you know, I it's weird. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm a very loyal person, so I won't. What stays in earth? What happens in earth stays in earth. 
Yeah, and, absolutely. And even, even though I, I'm no, you know, I'm like no longer part of it, um, I won't go into details um, into no. the uh, interpersonal relationships that were going on. There's always going to be people that don't get along or see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. um, so there was always that kind of, you know, stuff going on. I'll, I'll leave it as that. But overall, it was that, positive. But, and that training, though, did it make you feel uh, more confident? Like, just walk? Because, like, at EIFW, we just walk around like a bunch of dopes, yeah. right? And we walk yeah. through houses. Yeah. We walk through the population of inmates. So mm -hmm. I, I would say for, maybe for another member, they, their answer would be yes, but for me, no, um, because I, I uh, just because of my background, um, I'm. It's very different than other correctional officers, uh, so not many people know this. I have, you know, shared it with other people, um, but the the Koga method that is that is used in uh, CSC actually was brought in from my Jujutsu Sensei. Kevin George. Okay. Okay. So it was him um, that started the system within CSC back, I think back in the seventies, I'm not even sure. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So, so, and he taught Butch and then Kevin left um, and Butch stayed on being the head national instructor for, for uh, CSC. Oh, okay. In, in, in the Koga method for self-defense and arrested control. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so so me being a direct student of Kevin uh, in jiu-jitsu, so I was already familiar with the Koga system. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that just from that, I I already, you know, was confident in my skill set. Um, and ERT was just an add-on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that mm -hmm. that clarify things? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean. Yeah, but you know, yeah, overall ERT was good. It, it was fun. Yeah. It was exciting. And did you and, stay there right till the very end or did you leave before you left EFW? I I I had left um I had resigned from the Earth team, I think one year prior to me leaving EFW. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just okay. yeah. Yeah, I just felt like, you know, that that time has come. It was time for me to step down from from the team. And we've heard that from lots of people. Like, yeah. same with me, like with the whole fire training thing. It was like, I had to step down. It just wasn't serving the purpose that it did at the time when I really loved it, right? So Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, with the with with ERT, I mean, you're on call 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And then become and then becoming SMO, I was also on call 24 hours. Okay. So what, like you took, so, you took that position, like what is, I was trying to remember what it even, what does oh, it even stand for? The security maintenance officer. Right. So basically right. The, the security maintenance officer, AKA SMO, because CSC loves acronyms, <laughs> um, was in, was the caretaker overseer, uh, of all security equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and also secure to a certain extent, the security infrastructure in terms of uh, entry. Um, so your key cards, your, all your, all your keys, uh, you know, the SMOs, the institutional locksmith, um, right. and, and yeah, it had to maintain any type of security, handcuffs, gas masks, you know, and you're on call 24 seven for that. Like in case it's, 
In case, yeah. If, if something was to go wrong with the lock, the SMO will get the call. I remember something fix it or something. The front door. Oh, okay. I remember the keys oh. at the front door you had to come and fix one night. Oh, God. Remember the key Maybe, like, yeah. um, cabinet at the front door where they all came and put in their code and then pulled Oh, their yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you being there one night trying to fix that thing because someone couldn't get their keys to go in or something. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And Betty's like, ah, they're upside down, idiot. No, I'm just Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you become SMO, and then you you do that job for a few years. Yes. Two or three years. And then before you left, were you back on the floor? No, I, 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 uh, left SMO. And, uh, and you left SMO. from that position. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so before I ask you like why, like why you left and what else you're doing, um, does the words like Fort Dutch mean anything to you? <laughs> Fort Dutch 2013. Yeah. Oh, it's even got a year. Oh, 2013. Yeah, it's got 2013. <laughs> if I knew how to draw and do graphics, I would have had shirts made. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I look back and I just shake my head. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know. Yeah. So you guys want me to tell the story? Yeah, we were waiting for you to tell the story. <laughs> oh, the chip fort. Well, the one of the things fort. of all the things in my career, that's one of the things that I'm known for. Besides yeah. my, how I resigned, but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is very similar. Yes, <laughs> yes, it all correlates. Yeah, it's you know. So, so yeah, Fort Dutch. So there was a chip delivery. Uh, to to the front desk, which all all and it was for the MA canteen. So these big you know cardboard boxes full of chips, and deliveries are supposed to made be made to the back to you know where stores is and maintenance area, right? Mm-hmm. For some reason, they dropped it at the front desk. There were so many boxes, it was hard for people to get around. And the person I was working the front desk was kind of complaining, like, man, you know, people can't even get to the X-ray scanner because it's right beside it. And you guys remember the principal entrance was very small at the time. The old principal yeah. entrance. Right? Yeah, it's hard to get in. Yeah. It was tiny. So, <clears throat> you know, people trying to sign in, trying to put their bags through the scanner, blah, blah, blah. It was in the way. <clears throat> so um, me and the dog handler, who was also my office partner, we shared a tiny little office. Um, we're at the front and the person up behind the desk said, can you move the box over? to the other side sure we'll move it over <laughs> and as we're moving them we had this idea of stacking them like bricks you know staggering <laughs> staggering them right and we kind of made made into like a little fort like you know it had kind of like three walls in the entrance mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then as people walk like people are adding things to it you know, I, I remember, I remember like even, you know, cause I saw the video because I was uh, disciplined for it. <laughs> so like in the video, I saw the video that was, you know, the surveillance camera. Um, cause I asked to see it. Uh, like there was a volunteer that left that took a, a sign that's for like slippery, the floor is wet sign and mm-hmm. put it on top, like a little 
Like a castle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like everybody, even a volunteer was involved. It was, you know, kind of funny and yeah. Lighten Light. the mood a little bit. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was know, meant to be it was meant to be lighthearted. Yeah, and yeah but, she ends up yeah. getting disciplined yeah. of course, right? Yeah. For what? Yeah. How did how, what's what does that oh, fall under? So okay. <laughs> So, so what happened? So somebody else, I'm not gonna say who. Yeah, fair. Don't you know? Was out, went outside and got those little, um, those little tiny flags for markers for uh, gas lines. Oh yeah. They were kind of on the property somewhere. They'd probably they been there since like 1997, so they thought probably, yeah, yeah. So so that person came in with them and and stuck them on the corners of of, of a couple of boxes. Apparently, apparently, a punctured couple of bags of chips, and oh. and and the inmate that was, and you know, and that fort was there for hours, or the boxes were up there for hours, right? Stores mm -hmm. was paged out many times, and they just weren't coming to get them. And then finally, they got them, and and the inmate that works in canteen was really mad, saying that the chips were destroyed and <laughs> and stuff, and of course, complained to the deputy warden and and saying the chips are crushed and whatnot. And uh, yeah, which we called uh, at the chip company and asked if there's any way of the chips being crushed. And they're like, no, the way it's packaged with air in the bags, the, the chips yeah. should be fine. <laughs> like we went that far you, to do you our did research. your own investigation we, we you were coming back <laughs> with your own disciplinary <laughs> hearing yeah, well, we was I your union rep I'll phone oh my god so <laughs> so <laughs> but that's how silly that's how silly yeah, right? like yeah. it's like Frivolous. and you get you Frivolous. get in this mindset of like yeah. I'll get you back I'll fight this fight right oh yeah, yeah. but mm -hmm. but but you know I mean I mean the so-called chips that were destroyed were sold to the inmates so it's not like the the, the canteen lost any money but i mean but the inmate that was you know whatever yeah sc oh, screaming about it, making a lot of noise but i mean this is also the inmate that also chopped up somebody and put them in cardboard boxes so i don't know if the cardboard <laughs> maybe so, yeah. And, you know yeah so I, I, I think the cardboard boxes was a trigger was a trigger was it because <laughs> i because i touched her cardboard boxes but you know what whatever <laughs> we don't know who that we all we all know who that, who Jamie that was but yes, you know we do. yes we do and yeah i can see that being a very yeah. big yeah. source of um, so, yeah. so yeah I, I think i got written up for that one because i refused <laughs> because they wanted an apology and all I, and when i was in my meeting i said i won't do i won't do that ever again apparently that wasn't me saying sorry so i was the only one that got disciplined everyone got a everyone else got a verbal people were taking pictures on inside the fort and sending them to people like stuff like that <laughs> literally people post inside the fort and took pictures oh, oh my man. god that place so, yeah crazy um, yeah it was yeah it was silly Whatever, Whatever, right? Like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what's, yeah. what's the difference between a, a disciplinary and a verbal, honestly? Well, yeah. I mean, you get a verbal. I mean, if you get written and then the next step, it would be like, you know, you get suspended or something. Or you work at the front yeah. desk for a week. For a week. Yeah. yeah. But, you get sent but back like, to the max, I mean, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been like, I don't know, a break, I guess. <laughs> It would have been a break. Yeah. Yeah. Of all my years, of all the incidents I've been in, of all the things, I've never been disciplined in any le on any level. Right. Not even a verbal up until Fort Dutch. 
<laughs> and oh, I hated disciplines more than any. Yeah, and you know, I it was know. never my discipline, or it was always like an investigation that I happened to be there that day. And I'm like, yeah. Fuck, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They, they oh, were yeah. just so. Long. There was a lot of that, though. There was a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot of people. They just happened to be on shift and got was part that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That mm -hmm. got disciplined just because they were. Or even, um, I know one, like I was personally friends with the person who was getting disciplined and I had been away on holidays for like six mm -hmm. weeks and came back and get hauled into like this massive investigation. Thank God. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't even have to yeah. lie or anything. It was just like, I don't know. I really don't like it was. Yeah. Like we, we laugh and talk about like the DVD player and like all of that shit. We've talked about that. Like mag oh, yeah. magazines. Yeah. Sitting there uh, talking to Cameron going, I, 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 I don't know what you're funny. talking about. <laughs> like, you're, you're a yeah. liar. You're the worst liar here. <laughs> like you better work on your lying skills. That's what I did in the bubble yeah. for midnights for like a month. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell I'm lying now? Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like that, that was probably the most nerve wracking out of all of the things is mm -hmm. those investigations and disciplinary yeah. hearings. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. stay there 2013. You are, what's your deal? What's what's your deal? So Even oh. you decide you're going to leave. No. Well, I, you know, I think over the years, all of us, have somewhere in our careers have thought about leaving as some and like I've thought about leaving CSC throughout my whole career yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like what what can I do what can I go to you know mm -hmm. you know education skill set ex work experience what can I do right mm -hmm. and it's 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 kind of I find uh working in corrections kind of pigeonholes you into certain yeah. areas and, mm -hmm. and, and if you don't, if you don't want to deal with any type of um, things related to to corrections or to law, judicial system, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, to unless you go to you know get new training to get you know. Um, Shauna talked about this yesterday. Yeah, like yeah, finding yeah, a purpose yeah. and yeah, yeah, find, find, so, find, but, finding you know like something you can take. <laughs> And you like yeah. why throughout the years have, have you like thought of leaving? Like what? Like is it just it you was know, too much? It's, it's, it's too long. Yeah, it's the stress level, and I'm like, okay, you know, like I mean, when I first started corrections in like C, uh, federal, uh, when I went to the max, my wage was thirty two thousand a year, and yeah. at that point, I thought, oh, that's you know, that's pretty good, but not for what you're doing. Yeah, not it is not enough, and of course, you know, with, with our with our union and and everything, we got that you know big jump, and it finally became somewhat decent living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the type of work that we did and the stress level and the danger and all that, but but there was still more money to be made out there. But it just wasn't worth it wasn't worth my my sanity. Um, mm -hmm. I just like I I wasn't happy, you know. And my friends that were not in corrections told me about you know how I was back then. And they even noticed a change even when I transferred to EIFW from the max. They're like, oh, you know, it's a good change because we noticed a difference in you. And then after I left corrections altogether, you know, and some of them have told me, you know, what a change that was too. So so I like, you know, leaving was a, was the right thing to do for me. But yeah. yeah, throughout those years, it was just like, I knew this wasn't 
me. Like there's got to be something more out there. Mm-hmm. Where I, I did not have any kind of uh, work-life balance at mm-hmm. all whatsoever. I, yeah, me, me, and every time it's I'd open too. up that pension yeah. book, I'd be like, I can't, yeah. more years. Well, <laughs> Betty, make it. Yeah. Betty and I used to open that up together and look at it. And I just, I was exactly like you. Yeah. There's something more for me out, yeah. and it's out yeah. there, it's not here. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, yeah, that speaks to me, like, yeah, because mm-hmm. that was, it's hard because you are looking at the, the, you're bringing up that pension book and going, yeah, uh, looking at, could I make it another set? I know. Yeah. You're like, no, I, I it's, no. yeah, it's, it's not worth it. Like, and, and, you know, and I always look back at my days at the max and I see some of those guys that were like their whole career was at the max. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are nuts. Yeah. Like some, literally some of them were a little wonky, right? Because it yeah. does that to you working in, the, in that kind of environment. And I remember, you know, some of them like, you no, know, don't tell me their age. And I'm like, wow, you look 20 years older than you actually are. How can you be in your forties? You look like you're ready to retire. White yeah. hair. Like they just look, some of them, like not all of them, but some of them look like crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, like, this is what the job does to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so much like, yeah. um, I've said this in the podcast before, like the average correctional officer lives to the age of 58. Yeah. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to retire when I'm 49 ish, Mm -hmm. but then I only got nine good years after that. No way, no way that can't happen. uh, Yeah. You work till you're 60 or 62 Mm -hmm. and you know, usually usually the lifespan is two or three years after. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that's what, that's what I saw at Bowdoin. Like a lot of those old guys were retiring and then they'd be, passed away like yeah you know they're putting yeah. up the badge up and i was like oh my god like i saw three or four of them in the last mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. that retired and they passed yeah. away yeah because yeah, i don't know sad. how to come down from that hyper vigilance right that stress mm-hmm. and their body can't deal with not enough like cortisol and hormones and yeah. um yeah. stress right yeah they don't know what to do with that and their bodies don't know what to do with it so yeah Okay, yeah, so, so you decide in 2013 you're going to leave. What is the catalyst for that? Um, you know, in all my years in CSC, SMO was actually my dream job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I knew I knew at an early stage I like, wow, man, I would love to be an SMO one day. That would be cool, right? Because you know, I, I saw what they did at, at the max. I, I know, I, I you were I our first ever SMO, right? We didn't have one before. Yes. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. And that was crazy. Yeah. And uh, I should have thought up, I should have thought about a little more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, if any of us would have thought because, about shit a little more, we wouldn't be talking right now. Well, they, I mean, I mean that, yeah, like I, I not, and the women's prison, none of them had SMOs up to that point. Right. Like, this was like a, like a new thing, which should have, they should have had SMOs right from the beginning because it is a, it is a huge, uh, responsibility and, uh, and and it's needed, like it's required. They should have had right? fences right from the very beginning too. Uniforms. I know, I know, I know. But, they but, had no need but, for you, yeah, Betty. We yeah. wore our own clothes. We oh my god. Yeah. There was no fence. And then yeah. the fence they did yeah. put up, they could jump over. So then yeah. you know they could I heard they could still jump over it. So well, they can, they oh, still it's do. Easy. Yeah. They still do. Yeah, they still can. They still can. Okay, so so when we finally decided so, that women need security yeah. 
we yeah, get you. So, so <laughs> yes, so I, I, did, I went through all the hoops and, and, and got it. And I, for the most part, I liked it because I, it took me off the floor for one, mm-hmm. even though, you know, everywhere I went, there was inmates everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we I'm went all sitting in your office and told you about everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it was really hard um, to just how they did it. I mean, there was, I had absolutely no support. I had a terrible boss at the time, who was the AWO, who didn't even do his job properly, I, I, in, my, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, to, to try to set up that office in a workshop, um, trying to learn, and, and then doing all the things that everyone expected the position to do, um, that would, you know, it's, it's hard when, when the machine's already running, not very well, yeah. but then, then you, you know, I felt like I was like this, oh, I'm going to go become a mechanic, but I don't know what a mechanic does. Now I got to fix this engine and mm-hmm. I'm like looking at, I'm re, I'm trying to read things. I'm calling people, asking them, how do I do this? And trying to fix this engine, trying to give it a tune up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I, and I'm and YouTube and didn't going, exist I, then. There was YouTube. No YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. There was. Yeah, I learned how to. I learned how to. But I mean, it wasn't you. how we use it nowadays. Yeah, like YouTube, yeah. everything. Like yeah. we started a podcast by watching YouTube. <laughs> I, 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 I did. I did learn how to pick a lock on, from YouTube, though. <laughs> but no, I just, I just had to be resourceful. But it was really hard to try to learn my job, set up my, set up everything, while people are coming to me to ask me to fix things. When I'm like, I. I'm not trained yet. Like, you know, and, and just everything I had to find myself training. I, you know, with, with the locks and stuff, I actually went to a, a local locksmith who we kind of always went to, to get stuff done. Uh, and they had uh, some of our key codes that they held because legally, like they're, they're the locksmith. They could, they have the, I don't know, whatever regulations to be able to uh, hold that and not us. Um, so I, I went to her and asked if she could train me and, you know, for a couple of hours, if that was okay with her boss. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'll ask. And then she's like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I could train you for so many hours, but she was still working. Right. Um, so she would kind of explain as she went and whatever, and said, this is the price. I went back to my boss and said, okay, I found a locksmith that's willing to train me. He's like, okay, go ahead. And that's how I kind of learn how to do locks and how to cut keys and how to pin the all the locks and stuff and understand the That's codes crazy. And, That's and, crazy. And, and and she told me the tools i needed and i'm like oh my god like this is nuts like that you i don't have, have any to, of that stuff yeah and i that i had to branch out you know and i also you know and and i also have to you know thank the smos at the m to max for helping me out too mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I, you know, if, if anything, I can always call, call Eldon or, or Peaver and say, Hey, you know, how do I do this? <laughs> what, right? what am I doing? Yeah. Like, you know, they, mm-hmm. they would direct. Yeah, I mean, awesome, before so. that, I like, I'm thinking to myself, what did we do? We just called maintenance if they were there. And if they weren't there, then what did we do? Uh, the yeah, portfolio nothing. was held by set by several people. None of them were qualified. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like, like the, the, like the key code, like the key codes for our security locks, like our, our majority of our system was in some type of, in some type of folder that the clerks had. Huh. Like, that's how I found them. I'm like, what is this doing here? This needs to be removed and secured. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, 
someone <laughs> there that somehow got his hands on stuff because he likes power and control um you might recall he i won't i won't say his name but he he was tall <laughs> mustache walked around like he was the warden and he, he used to work in stores um and he and he was like the the guy the the, the liaison to all that with all the construction that was going on right and uh yeah he held a lot of the stuff and yeah we had a couple of a couple of you know I was on the uh, occupational like he, health and like, safety for like two months and I was like and I'm done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he he was refusing to hand things over he mm -hmm. he would talk in circles he refused to leave his leave the office that I was supposed to have his boss had to go to him and say get out so okay. his boss came to me. He came to me and said, "What's going on, baby?" I was like, "Well, he he won't leave his office, and he won't hand over the stuff that's in my portfolio." So yeah. Oh my gosh. So so okay, yeah, so there was leave, there was yeah. So you leave yeah. as SMO. You just say forget so, it. Yeah. So I said, you know what? This is killing me. I pressed. Uh, this is I'm going. This is going uh, south. Mm -hmm. um, I was you know after work I would you know I would you know eight hour shift I would go home exhausted. Yeah, I was, you know, order takeout. I would have some beers, and I would basically pass out on the couch. Mm -hmm. Wake up, and the next, and it's all over. And I'm like, this is, it all over again. this yeah. is, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm, and I recognized I was really being unhealthy, and it was just, a, I was going through, I was going down a dark path, and I knew that if I didn't do change something, it was going to get worse, and who knows where that, what that would lead to. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, change careers. I was looking things up, and then I found. Uh, women building futures and I, you know, applied to go on a, take a course, do heavy equipment in, in the mining business. And yeah. And then that's how I got to change my career. Went to offer cool. better things and yeah. And I quit. That's awesome. Just, that was, yeah, that was just, it. Yeah. Just, that's it. That's it. There's yeah. more to that story. Anyway, but, <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. I mean, we don't have enough time. Yeah. I, know, but I, you, I didn't you, realize you, I had so much to say. I know it's that's okay. the funny Everybody's part, the right? same way. As soon as Sharon yeah. holds up the timer, we're like, shit. Yeah. Um, then you start blurting stuff out, right? But <laughs> yeah. I want to know yeah, from I'm your perfect. from your experiences, like at mm -hmm. I guess mostly EIFW or just like in life, like what are you most grateful for? Um, the friends I made. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. Um, I can't describe it. Like people, you know, like I, you know, like over the years, like, I mean, the previous to corrections, I've worked other places and afterwards, the bond that I have with, with, with the people from EIFW, the only thing I can com maybe compare it to, but like I've never been in the armed forces, but it's, it's almost similar, like to being in some type of, you know, in the army where it's, you know, like band of brothers, <clears throat> you know, we went to war together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we served war. Like, well, we survived, know. we survived something. And like, you're, mm -hmm. you're one of my, my buddies from there. And, uh, you know, you're with me through some very, yeah. uh, pinnacle moments mm -hmm. in my life. You had my back. I won't yeah. go into any of them, but yeah. at, at yeah. the jail, same, same, same thing, vice versa. Yeah. Same, yeah. <laughs> at the jail too you were there for one of my bucket list moments i've i always have wanted to kick a door in 
and there was a door locked. It was secured <laughs> on the. Yeah, and you, Betty was with me, and I was like, "Can I please kick this door in?" And we thought people were there was a we were responding right to a PPA, and we thought people were inside. And so we were like, now what? And I'm like, well, I'm kicking this door in. We were radioing and they were yeah. like, do not kick that door in. And we were trying to get it open. And then I looked at Betty and I kicked it in. It was so, and then of course we, <laughs> we get in there and there's nobody in there, right? There's nothing. Yeah. It's the smoke <laughs> room that no yeah. one's in. No one's yeah, in the it was like, no one's they're all in just there. smoking in their rooms anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It was but my bucket yeah, list. Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So I, I know... You know, if anything was ever happened, I can I can make a phone call. Yeah. To any, to any one of you guys in, and you know, mm. you guys would be there. Um, yeah, abs, hundred percent. I pr I prefer a text, but I, I'll, I'll yeah, I know. Call. Well, you know, I, I, my, I first, text my you. first text message ever came from Sharon Fernandez. I didn't even I didn't. She showed me how to text. You know how I had to hit like oh my Brendan, god and, then, <laughs> and Brendan and Sharon always used to text. I'm like, stop texting, just call me. I'm just still the same me. way. Yeah, she always me. calls. Yeah. I always I call. Just text, just text me. me. Um, that was my black. My very too. first text message. I think Betty and I. Or it may not have been Betty, but I, we were at Bed Bath and Beyond, and the first text <laughs> message I ever got was "They're out for blood." That was the first text message I ever got on my phone about the DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I was with you, Betty, or you were on another no. message or something, but I remember it being like I probably I probably did a group a group yeah. message, right? Yeah, the crew yeah, two. Probably... <laughs> for blood. Message. Out for blood. Oh, all I God. Got. God. Kutu for life. I joked with someone that we should get tattoos. Kutu we for should. Life. Because that, I think that was, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that, man. Yeah. Oh, Betty, um, remember yeah, when I we went whitewater rafting? Kutu. Was that Melanie Dwyer's? <laughs> yes. Stag? Oh my gosh. Stag it? Yeah. Oh, man. That was a good time. Oh, that was fun. There's so, so, so many so good many times. Things. But yeah, that, that, definitely the friends I made, especially Kutu. That's just, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. says it all. That just says it all. Crew too. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, and, and my other takes from, from working in corrections, just my ability to work under high stress. Yeah. And, and my, yeah, my stress tolerance is extremely high. And so when someone says, oh, I'm stressed about this and that, and I kind of have to take a, take a step back and go, you know, like, I want to say, this is not stressful. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? And then, I, and then I have to like stop myself, like bite my tongue, go, wait a minute. Everyone's stressed out. Remember your, remember your women's center training, right? Yeah. And say, yeah. I understand you're feeling that way. <laughs> or just don't say anything and just listen when you're not really listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like, like just, I know my tolerance level and I know like, you know, yeah, I, it, it's, it's helped me to navigate um, through hardships, I, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. and knowing that I'm able to, you know, get through it. Just that, you know, just that mental toughness. Yeah, absolutely. And emotional, you know, yeah. Emotional yeah, regulation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know. It's kind of, it's taken me a long time to regulate my emotions. <laughs> well, and I think it does, right? It's been, it does. Yeah, especially, especially after leaving, I didn't realize like it was an emotional roller coaster after I quit CSC mm -hmm. and I was going through a highs and lows. Like I was like euphoric leaving there. And then, it, and then that only lasted so long and that comes crashing down and, and just trying to find like, 
get your, get the new your 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 new baseline. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. trying to and trying to be like kind of on the same level as you know other people that have never been in corrections. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? true. It's like, it is yeah, true. Right. I'm operating on a different level, and I'm just like, this is okay. I seem crazy. and even the ability to multitask like everybody's like how do you do so many things i'm like well because you have to be able to deliver a meal in the middle of a fire and you have to be able to you know like and remember all these things and yeah it's um it's a different it's a different skill set for sure which you learn oh yeah and it's super hard to unlearn it i find yeah Yeah. even my observation skills and then and then just uh, human behavior observe you know observing mm-hmm. human behavior and and seeing things and i'm just you know whereas other people you know not in this field would wouldn't notice yeah absolutely yeah wouldn't yeah, notice just, or yeah. you're ready you're like okay that person looks sketchy if they do this thing then this this is my how i will yeah. react and you're just like mm-hmm. you're shopping mm-hmm. with your friends right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you're, you know sometimes i'd be like you know even when i you know in my younger days going out to the bar i'm like you know tell my friends oh let's let's move over here there's a fight gonna, that's gonna happen over there yeah you know, stuff like that they're like what you know <laughs> what's going on and i'm like no there's gonna be a fight over in the corner let's move let's get away from there because you know things are gonna go flying yeah yeah, yeah. So stuff like so that but, yeah awesome. but, i mean yeah with, with all the 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 crappiness yeah but yeah yeah a lot of good things came out of it it's what you take out of it yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And so you left in 2013. So, so you've been gone about the same as 2014. Yeah. No, no, t- 2014. 2014. So right when about when Sharon left, you left. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's a bunch of us that left that year. Yeah, at the same like, time, right? It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it is an yeah. interesting as we're yeah. talking to people. Yeah, it's yeah. the number that comes up quite a bit. So. Okay, well, thank you, Betty. Yeah, this was really good. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, and letting us reminisce. We have more time. I know. We'll do it again. You could be back. You could be back. Just look for your tag. Part two. Part two. Betty two point (laughs) oh. I feel like we just touched on the surface of things. I know. I know. know. We do every time we do this. That's exactly what happens, right? But yeah, yeah, we can have you back. Yeah, we'll be back. We're here. Hey, thanks, ladies. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. And if you have a second, we would love a review. You can find us on Instagram at From Uniforms to Unicorns. And if you happen to know anyone else that would be interested in tuning in, please share this podcast with them. We greatly appreciate it. Love, Lauren and Sharon.